today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie Have you been thinking about upgrading your home to make it more energy efficient? There is a wealth of information out there in terms of retrofitting, but it can be hard to know what suits your needs best and what grants could be available to you. Now, according to the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland, over 47,000 properties last year were upgraded across a number of schemes available. Well, with me in the studio now, I have quantity surveyor Shay Lally, and we're joined on the line by Kieran McCarthy, engineer and house builder with KMC Homes in Cork and Limerick and also co-presenter of the programme Cheap Irish Homes on RTE TV. Thank you both for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Claire. To go, go through all of this. Uh, good morning, Kieran. Kieran, I'll start with you because if you want to carry out improvements on your home, what are the different ways you can do the work in order to make sure that you, you avail and get those grants? Good morning, Claire. Um, I suppose there, there's two principal avenues you can go down. There is a single measure avenue and there is a full deep retrofit. And it really comes down to your budget and I suppose your appetite for invasive work in your home. So single measures could be when you just want to bite off a small chunk. So you might want to get your external insulation, your external wrap done. You might want to get your attic insulation done. Or you might want to get solar panels. So that's a single measure. Or you might get a few measures and avail the grants. And that's a reasonably straightforward setup. You avail of the grant. You apply for the grants yourself and you get your own contractor to do the building work. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going for a more deep retrofit, which is, um, look, you could be spending up to 50,000 euros, maybe even more on a deep retrofit, uh, where you're getting the heat pump, you're getting new floor insulation, wall insulation, attic insulation, you're probably getting a ventilation unit, you're getting air tightness. So basically, you're, you're re-engineering the external envelope of your home to bring your energy uh, consumption uh, and BER uh, up to a B2 level, that's a much more elaborate setup and you have to get a one-stop shop to do your grant then because it's a much it's, it's a much more elaborate process. Okay, so the more you spend, the further into this you're going to get and the more you say then you're going to need the one-stop shop to help you out. Yeah, it gets a lot more complicated when you get into the deep reach of it. So you won't be able to do the grant application yourself. Mm-hmm. You need an intermediary called a one-stop shop where they will they will deal with all the technical and verification aspects, like all the, the photographs and all the, the specifications and everything. Okay. They'll deal with um, interfacing between you and SEI to get the grant, because there's kind of too many moving parts. Oh, all right. So, Shay, the biggest obstacle for people, and we saw this borne out on Room to Improve, where you're looking at your budget and you're adding in the grants into that. But if you don't have the money up front, and people are saying this all of the time, aren't they, anecdotally, that they have to find the money in order to claim it back. That's the biggest obstacle, isn't it? Yeah, it's massive now to be fair and you're looking at big money like if you're looking at I suppose retrofitting a property like an apartment like the size of a say a two bed apartment you're looking at 45,000 euro and then you will get a grant and um, the grant will probably cover roughly a third of that so say to 45,000 it'll cost you 30 and you'll get roughly maybe 15,000 euro back and then if you're looking at a house like say a three bedroom semi-detached house you could be up in the region and spending 80,000 euro on, on deep retrofitting that house um, and again you would roughly get around a third of that money back but the big challenge is the budgeting piece as you said I think essentially in my mind the way it should be is that there should be an escrow account if you like so when you're approved for your grant and the money that you're approved for so let's just say you're approved for 20,000 euro that should be put into say an escrow account 
and it's there the contractor knows it's there and the homeowner knows it's there so that kind of gives everyone peace of mind and then at the end there should be a, a, a kind of a case of their sign off at the end and then that's the final payment that the contractor gets mm-hmm. and that's essentially the way I think it should be But Well there was an announcement on that wasn't there at the end of, of last year this new low cost loans that Minister Raymond Ryan uh, told us about to support households to retrofit their loans do you think that might perform the same purpose? Yeah I do think that's great I really do but my concern is and we've seen this is that when people can access something the cost all of a sudden then jumps up so your lower interest rate my concern with that would be that then the price for things go up and you have kind of price creep and the interest rate although you have a saving there you're kind of back to square one again. How do you mitigate against that because even if you had the escrow account that would happen as well would it not? Yeah it would yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, <laughs> no solution. Yeah, there's no solution, no. Okay. Challenge. Um, well, we talk about um, the grants that are available. So what do you get a grant for and how does it work, Shay? Yeah, so like, let's just say you have a house and you want to insulate your attic. You can get a, a single grant, as Kieran was saying, just to insulate your attic. Okay. Now, the grant is done differently. So it's not based necessarily on the size of your house. It's based on the type of house. So, for example, if you live in a terraced house, you will get less money than somebody who lives in a semi-detached house. Um, and then the person who lives in the detached house would get more money, essentially. And that's how all the grants are done, really, apart from the heat pump. The heat mm-hmm. pump is Is that because the people in the detached house are going to have to spend more? Yes and no. Like if you have a small detached house versus someone who has a large bungalow, they're both detached properties. So if you have a, a small detached house, the, it'll cost you arguably less to insulate your attic. If we just think of the attic um, insulation example, and then with the bungalow, you'd have a much larger area. So the attic would be much larger. So the cost to insulate the attic would be greater, but the grant is still the same because they're both deemed to be detached properties. Okay. Um, so I, I suppose, Kieran, it's about telling people where to start here. So is it up to you as the property owner to go off and research this or will the builder, the architect, someone like Shay even tell you what you need to do and what's available to you? And are people in the trades and in the professions up to speed on it all? Um, yeah, well, I, I suppose, look, there's no doubt a, a lot of the contractors know uh, the SEI registered contractors would be fairly up to speed, but they're more up to speed on their own discipline. So if you have someone who's expert in, in external insulation, the, the, the rack installation, they won't be read up on kind of heat pumps or air tightness, so to speak. So it is hard to get it all in one go. But um, like the, the unsung hero here. Um, really is the BR assessor because like it and it's not a huge outlay to get a BR assessment done for your home but if you and you need to do it anyway to get the grants so the first person I'd be bringing to my home is a BR assessor who will um, assess your home in its current state and give you your current BR rating and they will give you a report an SEI report uh, generated uh, which will give you uh, some of the measures and some of the some of the it, it'll rank the measures available in terms of their bank for book so you get an awful lot of um, an awful lot of great energy, uh, um, you know, a great information from them. If you're proceeding with the grant, particularly the deep retrofit grant, the next thing you do is you get the um, the home energy assessment done by your one-stop shop company, um, and there's also a little bit of grant available for this. And that's the report that follows the initial BR assessment 
that will tell you what uh, measures you could ideally be going for and a rough estimate of those measures. Okay, so and that's, that's the first big step to kind of tee you up for, for making a grant application. So going back to the BER assessor, you go out and, and find one and they are private professionals and you pay those yourself. So then you have on paper, this is what I need to do and this is where my property currently stands in terms of the energy rating. Then you say ideally you go to the one-stop shop. But there aren't that many one-stop shops in Ireland and I know people are finding it really difficult to find one free and available to help them, aren't they? Uh, they are, no. I suppose look, there is more entering the market as, as, as time wears on. I know there's a few um, that have entered the market even last year. So look, I suppose the, the construction industry is slowly gearing up because there's an avalanche of, of houses that need to be that need to be upgraded. Um, so it, it, it is improving, but it is slow to improve. Like I know of even cork of solar panel PV companies that are getting up money now. So the market is slowly getting there. But look, you will, unfortunately, just with with um, with construction industry at present, you will you will be waiting a little bit anyway for any mm. measure. Do, do you agree with that, Shay? That we're really waiting for the one-stop shop availability to ramp up because I think the most recent figures showed that there are about 19 operating in the country. Yeah, I think that's a huge challenge. Like, there's kind of like a barrier to entry in some ways to actually do it because there's certain criteria you need to actually become a one-stop shop. And in my mind, I think that's something that needs to be looked at as well. And there could be scope to say if you want to deep retrofit your house and you don't have all of the money to do it, there is an argument to say do it in phases, for example. And if there were other companies on the, on the system that maybe they are one-stop shops and they're fully SEI registered, but they're kind of newer to the game and they're taking on, say, smaller retrofits, that might help to ease things. Um, so they'd basically phase the works and they'd be going in and doing a smaller project um, for people rather than going in doing the full project and having to comply with everything that the SEI are looking for mm-hmm. you know can you get smaller players can you get the one stop shop to apply for the grants for you and then find other contractors to do the work ooh I don't think so no you, the one you st- can actually oh, can you, you, can, go, yeah. you, you go ahead Kieran. Yeah. yeah I, I suppose I, there's two things there first of all the, I suppose the small issue with deep retrofit works is you're kind of committing to the whole project because like if you're like to get a, a heat pump and air to water unit to, to work in your house you need the house to be quite airtight which means you probably need ventilation uh, to get it to work efficiently in the winter you need the house to be well insulated so you're probably um, taking the box on next to all of the um, of the retrofit works in one go and putting in your windows and all that um, you can get a deep retrofit you can get a uh, one stop shop company to do the grants for you and you have to for a deep retrofit uh, and then you can get your own contractors if you wish to do the um, the, retrofit, the retrofit works as long as they're SEI registered. So you can kind of do a direct labour. You can get your own insulation company, get your own heat pump installer, um, and you can get your own um, ventilation companies, whatever. Again, as long as they're all SEI registered, you can do it that mm-hmm. way. Too. See, the fear is that people will do the work and then they won't get the grant back, uh, care on the money back. But if you comply with everything that you're asked to comply with, you are pretty much guaranteed to get the money back, are you? Yeah, what will happen there is like, like once you um, engage the one-stop shop company to actually um, to to tee up the ground for you, engage and engage with SAI. Th- that isn't the end of the process. Like as you're doing the works, you are in contact with them regularly. They're telling you, look, um, if you got the heat pump installed last week, make sure you get photographs of it installed. Make sure you get all the certs. 
uh, make sure you have photographs of the external insulation being installed. So they'll they'll be te- they'll be kind of coaching you as you go along, making sure. And you'll be sharing documents. You can put them into a Google Drive or a Dropbox or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sharing the documents, and they'll be saying, "Look, we've reviewed the photographs. We need more photographs of whatever it is." So they will be coaching you as you go along. You know okay. what I mean? So it's it, it's highly on you know unless there's a major ball drop, it's unlikely that. Um, that you'll uh, that 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 you there'll be there'll be a dramatic be an issue. You won't get the okay, well, that's and the, the other thing is the chances are high you'll have an architect or an engineer involved in your project as well with spending that kind of money. Yes. Um, now uh, the SEII have provided loads of information on all of this for us, and I just want to uh, bring you these figures. So in 2023, we had 5,898 properties upgraded through the fully funded upgrades. That was up 33 percent on the previous year on 2022. There were a total of almost 14,000 applications for the fully funded upgrades over that same period. So that's up 41% on 2022. So there's plenty of demand, like almost doubled year on year. But we can see from the figures there, Sheikh, that getting people over the line is proving to be a bit of a challenge still, isn't it? Yeah, the biggest thing is just the labour shortage. And it's the same in every every industry, really, you know. Um, And it's just difficult. We just don't have... The bodies, and as someone said to me before, back a couple of months ago, they said to me, "It's even difficult to get a bad person right now." You know, it's just it's hard to get lads essentially on sites. You know, mm-hmm. and that's we have a labour shortage, and that's a big part of the problem as to why there are delays and it's hard to come by people. And it is a contributing factor to why things have stayed so high post COVID, and even after some of the material costs have dropped off, the cost of things are staying high because of the labour shortage. Okay, well, look, I have uh, a couple of questions now that I really want to get through. And I have this lengthy one from Paula and Jared in Cork. So bear with me while we get through this now. So they have a 25-year-old kitchen extension to a small Victorian house. The windows in this portion of the house are 25 years old, double glazed PVC. In total, the glass portion of the room covers about one third of it. They show no sign of needing to be replaced, no condensation, no serious draft. But would I get a material gain in heat? retention if I were to upgrade the glass in the room. Oh, that's from Linda in Dublin 6. So that's the, the shorter one. Who'd like to take that? Kieran? will I go to you first on that one? Yeah, so, so the, the glazing is 20 odd years old, is it? Yes, 25 year old kitchen extension. Yeah. The windows are the same age, yeah. double glazed PVC. Yeah. yeah. Um, y- yes is the, the answer to that. I mean, like 25 year old PVC is kind of the beginnings of PVC double glazed uh, so you would have a you would have a significant improvement in in U value by by upgrading those. Even though look, they might be in fine working order. That the the modern uh, U values of uh, of PVC is kind of down to one point two now mm-hmm. for double glaze typically and um, A rated. So yes, is the answer to that but you would you would get a, is, a Shay, is Linda going to get any grant help if she replaces those windows? Just the glass? No, not in that situation. You don't. Not nothing for nothing no, for replacing the glass? No, no. Not okay. if you're just doing the single grants. Like, windows and doors and covered if you're doing the deep retrofit, but not with the single. All right, single that'll glass. answer a question yeah. for a lot of people, I'd say, <laughs> listening. Now, here's Paul and Jared's question. We live in a 1980s four-bed bungalow. It has a B2, B or rating. This rating is indicative of our efforts made today to improve the efficiency of the home. It's heated by a solid fuel stove and oil-fired central heating. We can't afford to tear up the house asunder to install underfloor heating at this stage of 
of our lives. We're in our early 60s. So we're wondering what our options are as regards moving it over to air to water heat pump type system or the likes. Can we install a heat pump driven zoned heating system that is distributed via an air conditioning model such as ducting in the attic to each area of the house which might be less onerous to tearing up the existing concrete floor structures and is there grant approval for such a system? Well they've thought long and hard about this now Kieran. Um, there's a bit more at stake to changing from an oil-fired system to uh, a heat pump. Like you need to, you need your airtightest level to be at a certain level, and you need the the, the U value of your uh, thermal conductivity of your uh, external envelope to be a certain level. So, without knowing that, I can't honestly say because, like, if you have an oil-fired system, um, you could still have quite a warm house because you're generating a lot of heat with that system. Whereas mm-hmm. an air-to-water system is quite a low heat. So if you have any little bit of inefficiency, for example, drafts in your house, you you won't get the benefit of an air-to-water system. So I think you'll struggle, to be quite honest with you, without doing... You, know, you, you might do an airtightest test and find out you have a very um, airtight house uh, just because you, you're beat to already. Um, and you might get a BR assessment done on your external insula- or your insulation wrap and find out it's already very efficient. Without knowing that, I can't comment on that. Okay. But one thing I would say is, like, if, you're, if the hope is to... To dramatically improve your BR assessment from where you are, um, adding solar PV, and, and there is a grant for that, um, will, will dramatically improve your BR um, from where you currently are without being hugely invasive. OK, well, I hope that helps uh, Paula and George. We'll have you both back because lots of questions coming in, but we're up against it time-wise. So let's come back to this. Shay Lally and Kieran McCarthy, thank you both very much for joining us. Quick break before news. Text 51551 today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.